At Hearing the Voice, we've long thought that we wanted to do some work with young people who hear voices. It's obviously an area we wouldn't barge into. We're not a service provider. We're a research project. But we really want to help to make a difference. And so we wanted the voices of young people who have the experience of voice hearing in the exhibition. We began the Listen Up Roadshow by going to Bradford, then Durham and then Leeds and had lots of small workshops with different groups of young people and then that culminated in a two-day workshop where we brought people together and around 10 young people have been involved roughly from the age of about 14 to early 20s. So many people have voices and visions. It doesn't mean that someone has a mental health diagnosis necessarily. It's just a diverse experience. So to create a space where people can go, hey, this is something that I'm going through and not feel that that's a source of shame within the room is just really pivotal to me. My name is Ray Waddingham. I'm a voice hearer and one of the facilitators of the Listen Up workshops. And I also work with Voice Collective, a youth hearing voices project in London. My role is really there to kind of be someone people can talk to about voices and visions, to kind of be supportive if people are finding it really stressful. So yes, I'm the, the voice hearer in the pair. My name is Mary Robson. I'm the creative facilitator for Hearing the Voice here at Durham University. So what I've done is say, here is a really good range of materials. You are all the artists. I am your technician. Going into the first session was very nerve-wracking, but once I got into things like um, in the sessions and started talking to people, it was just a lot easier. And we did painting and drawing and just exploring like different ways of kind of conveying how we feel, which I found was really helpful. Hey, I'm... Annie Hobson and I'm 23. My piece of art is a poster and it's think before you judge and um, my imagination went all over. (laughs) So all my experience of voices just went down on the paper. Hi, I'm Imogen Godwin. I'm 19 and I'm a spoken word poet and blogger. It was such a relief to make the pieces. It felt like amazing just to kind of let it all out and be in the strange situation where you could ask for any materials and they would appear no questions asked. I was in a camp psychiatric unit for a year when I was 17 and throughout my stay I was the only one who experienced voices like I did and it was a really lonely experience actually and the Arts really helped me then because I was able to write what I felt. And um, so to come into a room where there's other people my age, it it felt amazing. Like other young people feel like this. Like it's not just something that older people experience or there are people out there that are just like me. My piece is a sort of visual representation of how my voices make me feel. There is the slightly colourful figure in the middle and the three black figures and the white figure, which kind of encircle and loom over the um, middle piece. 
we work a lot to do with like the issues that we have like on a day-to-day basis and we just we're trying to make it so other people who who don't have voices and are just like normal I put that in speech marks who might not understand how we feel um because hearing voices is very very personal and it doesn't define who you are it doesn't mean that you're some sort of psycho person and you can't function and I think that coming to these sessions has proven that for a lot of young people who have come and like given a lot of people confidence and you know made it so that they know that they aren't alone. It was amazing I've never met anyone with schizophrenia type voices before so it was great just talking about like how it affects different people, especially there's one moment in particular I remember. We were talking about um, televisions and how we can't watch TV because we think the TV is talking to us. And we shared that as a common trait and we spoke to each other how to cope with listening to the TV and not listening to the voices and not being frightened by them? Um, My two pieces are made from smashed mirrors. Um, I've come to terms with the fact that I've given myself a lifetime of bad luck if you're superstitious because it's for artistic purposes and I think that's a pretty good licence to smash mirrors. I thought about what I would like to say in the piece and one I decided that I would use a Groucho Marx quote that I really really love and it's blessed are the cracked for they let in the light I thought that was really quite relevant um because well it just sums up having a mental illness really um you can have really positive experiences despite your illness and Sometimes you can surprise people and challenge their misconceptions. Um, The other piece, I decided that I wanted to write something personal and I wrote, the pieces stay together because they have to. They don't work together quite the same though. We are all still me. We just got splintered into other things too. And really that was me talking about trauma and survival and dealing with having yourself in your body but also other people too sometimes i've made art that really made me understand what the different voices were and why i had them and which ones were friends and which ones were not friends and i have a type of um schizophrenia where i black out and I dissociated today and um, Ray, she helped me come back in the room and it was the first time that I've managed to use paper with textured letters and she got me to feel them and trace them and slowly and surely I came back to the room and it was the first time that's ever happened. I was ecstatic. I cried when I came back through. I think there's something really special about art to do something with your hands, to kind of actually say more than you can say with your your mouth, Um, to create something and then look at it and then maybe talk about it or talk while you're doing it. 
but it, it feels kind of maybe both less threatening to create something, but also for me allows this real deep thing to come out. You know, the thing that maybe you couldn't speak about if you tried to put it into words. I think using art and encouraging creativity can really help young people deepen their understanding of their experience. I'm not for a minute saying that it's instead of therapy or instead of anything, but I think it's essentially therapeutic in that the ability to, yes, get all that peer support, but on top of that, make something that is descriptive of your experience and that you want to take away with you and that at the same time enables you to have some pride in what you've done. Working with Mary and Ray, it's made me appreciate how much the arts helped me and how much of a release it is for me and now I more purposefully sit down to do some art to help myself out like you would book yourself a doctor's appointment I book myself some time to do some art do some writing do something artistic I'm doing a maths degree at the moment but it's made me think about being more creative because I've realized it really helps but it's inspired me to be more confident to be in seminars and I've learned so much here that I know if anyone's going to judge me, it's not my fault. It's just their lack of knowledge and that I can do it and I can be different and everyone can be different. What I really don't think it incites, and I'm really proud of this, is that I don't think it makes anyone pity us. And that was a big concern of mine, that it was going to be in your face. We're so ill, these young people. I I really wouldn't want it to be like that. I wouldn't want people to look at it and go, God, it must be really, it must be really difficult, all the poor things, that kind of thing. I wanted people to see that actually we are powerful, we have these experiences and we overcome them every day and actually all we ask is just some basic human kindness and understanding. You don't have to understand to degree level to be kind to somebody. I found it a real luxury to be able to speak with some really courageous and inspiring young people and as I say that I feel kind of tearful because I'm like wow because I would not have spoke to people at that age. I kept it very secret and I'm lucky enough to meet some young people who are really eager to connect with others, to share experiences, to be really generous with each other and in that sharing. I've learned a huge amount about voice hearing in a few sessions, differently to four years worth of learning on the project. And one of the things we're looking to set up is a very secure online forum for this group of young people to be able to carry on and talk to each other. So that'll be monitored by Voice Collective in London. My real hope is that from this exhibition and from these workshops that we can really build on this. This is not the end point, this is a starting point. We're planning to develop some peer support groups, some events for young people who have voices as well. And it would be amazing if other young people, other families um, that had these experiences really got in touch and wanted to work with us to create more support for local people to really make a difference. Overall, the system doesn't work for young people very well with mental health problems. 
and it's why things like listen up is so 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 important just the fact that I didn't need a referral was amazing the fact I didn't have to trudge to a psychiatrist who would look at me and sigh it was just great just to be able to email and say actually I'd really like to do this is that okay and just feel included yeah sure you can come it's great